Be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date with everything happening here at Connecting Point. passage of scripture today comes from Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you plan for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak to tell your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my Lord. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all those who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. It's a wonderful morning. I can feel and sense God's presence has settled upon us, his people. I've been reading uh, in the Old Testament about Solomon and David wanting to build the temple. and They understood that man needed a place to gather in. And, and man needed a place where they could feel and sense that God's presence was there. And because they were living life just like you and I are living life. And we, we come on Sunday morning, but a lot can happen during the week. And, uh, and Solomon knew and David knew that the people needed a place where not only they could gather together, and feel God's presence, but they also needed to be able to be with each other. They, they needed, the, they, they were the, the, the people of God. They were the chosen of God. 
And they needed each other. They not only needed to feel God's presence, but they needed each other. And I asked the question, why do we need each other? Because we build each other up in the Lord. We find that when God comes, we feel his presence. But when God comes among his people, we not only draw from God, but we literally draw from each other. And uh, many of you know, many may not know, but uh, Dan Cole, this last Monday, he had a stroke. And he's a miracle man. I'll just tell you that for sure. He's here this morning in the service. And uh, it's a miracle that he's even here, let alone in the service. And this is the second time, the second time that God has intervened. His total healing has not taken place yet, but it's at the beginning stages. I learned that when I had uh, my heart attack, uh, God heals, but he doesn't, sometimes he will. He'll just immediately and bang, it's like it never happened. But, but there are times when God will heal and there'll be a process involved in that. And uh, something happened to me during this time that had never happened before, during Dan's stroke. And Dan, God can come to me in another way. You don't have to go through that again. But, but God did something for me that during this time that had never, ever happened to me personally before. Um, we were getting ready to go up to the hospital to see Dan, and God gave me a scripture, and God has given me scriptures before, but he would give them to me for me. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I went to the computer, I printed out on this piece of paper here the scripture uh, that God had given me because God said this scripture is for Dan. And so I took it and I folded it, I put it in my pocket, and I really thought that uh, I would read that to Dan while he was there in the hospital. And I think it was preordained of God that I didn't. I think it was saved for this morning. But there were people in and out and in and out. They were doing tests and all of that. And I thought, Lord, why in the world did you give me this and say it's for Dan and then not give me opportunity? You know, God's ways and our ways, they aren't always the same, are they? I mean, the way God works and the way we think God works, it isn't always the same. But I want to read this to you. In a moment, I'm going to have Dan come, and we're going to anoint him this morning. Uh, and I'm going to ask that some of the men would come, and then if some of the ladies want to come. But I want the men to lay hands on Dan and whoever else wants to come uh, for this time of anointing and prayer. We invite you to do that. But this is the scripture that God gave me, and he said change it a little bit. So if I get God's permission to change it, it's okay. But it's the 43rd chapter, the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. And, and the, the, the way the scripture reads is, but now, O Jacob, and God said, no, change that and say, but now, Dan, but now, Dan. Because what's happening is that God is literally speaking. He's speaking truth. And can I tell you that truth is from for generation to generation. The promises that are there in the Bible, they're not just there for those that were living during that time. 
And many of you here this morning, you have promises that God has given you. It's almost like you can put your name on it. And I have some that as a young boy, God has given me and almost put my name on it. And I've never forgotten not only the scripture, but I've never forgotten when God gave it to me and really gave it to me and said, this is yours, this is yours. And so I want to read it the way that uh, I've changed it a little bit. You, you won't see much of a change, but it will be there, the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, beginning there with that first verse. It says, But now, O Dan, listen to the Lord who created you. You know, you know Jacob was uh, a different person. God made a major change in his life, and he came from being Jacob to Israel. And so when I, instead of reading Israel, I'm going to put Dan's name in there too because uh, Dan, a major change has taken place in his life. He was young when it happened. Matter of fact, uh, he was sharing with me that he literally preached his first message when he was eight years old. Now that's a call. <laughs> I mean, that just comes from God. God puts that within us. Uh, he had his struggle later to determine, was this really from God or would others influence me? But I told Dan, I said, the thing of it is, when you're trying to do God's work, if it's not of God, you won't stick with it. <laughs> but if it's of God, you'll go through the hard times of life and your faith will hold you true. And uh, so here we go again. But now, O oh Dan, listen to the Lord who created you. O oh Dan. The one who formed you says, do not be afraid. I'll tell you one of my struggles in life when I'm trying to figure life out is sometimes fear gets in there. They read this morning that, that uh, uh, 40th Psalm and uh, as, they were read, as they were reading that, I thought, Lord, where I struggle is to not get anxious. And there, there he was saying not to be anxious. He didn't use the word anxious, but be patient. And to be patient isn't always easy. Because when I pray, I want God to do what I need to have done in my life. I, I want him to do it in a specific way. And God says, no, just let me do it my way. I'm a little smarter than you are. I've been around a lot longer than you have. And you can trust me, you can trust me, you can trust me. And, and I, I, I felt as I was praying for this service, it's not just for Dan, but, but I feel like that there's some people that are going through some things today and you just need to hear something from God. You, you just need a word from God. You just need him to speak into your life. And I think it's okay, God gave me this for Dan, but I think you could put your name in there where Jacob and Israel is. I think that's okay. I don't think God will condemn you for that because I think it could, you could claim that scripture as something that God has spoken to your life. But God was speaking to me as I was trying to find out what God wanted to do this morning in this service. And he was speaking to me and he was letting me know that there are going to be some who just need that they just need some kind of a revelation from God. They need, they, they need to be able to connect with God. They need to connect with me is what God was saying. 
And one of the things that I found is that churches, churches that are growing, there's a couple of things that you'll find in those churches. Number one, when you go into those services, you'll find God is there. And then you'll find that the message that is preached, it's a message of hope. It's a message of hope. Can I tell you, no matter, no matter what your circumstance this morning, what God has given me for you is a message of hope. What God has given to me for you, because I'm God's man this morning, up here this morning speaking to you, what God has given me for you is a message of hope. Whatever it is, it can vary from person to person. But, but I have found that people can come into church smiling, but on the inside they're struggling. On the inside there's a battle that's raging and they need, they need God to some way and somehow break through. Uh, I, I'm going to go back a little ways if I can this morning, and I guess I can because they haven't turned the mic out on me yet. But, but you know, I, I come from a different generation and much of the music that I was raised with, um, you know, after listening to some of that music 60 years and better, it kind of it kind of sticks with you. I love the new music and God uses that, but I haven't heard it for 60 years. And so when I think, when I'm going through things, there are times when some of the words from different songs will, will, will come into my mind. And, and can, can, can I tell you this morning that God, He will speak truth to us through music the, 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 the same way that he will speak truth to us through the preaching of the word. And I thank God for the praise team that is here. One of the things that I find in, in this church is that when you come, I mean, if you're open at all, you're going to feel God there. And you're going to find that God is speaking to you, not only in the preaching of the word, but you're going to find that God is speaking to you through the music. And I thank God for Brian and and how that God is working all that out for him to be with, with us on a permanent... He is permanent, but he's still got his house to sell and a lot of hoops to jump through. But, but, but we find that, 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 that what, what happens is that when, when, when we have a growing church, in this church I believe that we have the elements here and God is getting ready to do some great things in this church. He's done some great th things but I believe he's preparing us for even more. I believe he's doing great things, but he is preparing us for even, even more. But, but you will find that God's presence is here, and, and you'll find that you'll find it not only in the preaching, but you'll find it in the music. God, God is here, and he's speaking into our lives. And that's what Solomon understood. He understood that the people, they, they just needed to be able to connect with God. When, when, they, when they went to the temple, or if it's back when Moses had had the tent of the tabernacle, the, the thing that the people were seeking was that they would find that there was some evidence that God was there and that there was hope for their circumstances. And I just want to tell you this morning, there is hope for our circumstances. It says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I like this. I have called you by name. 
So put your name in there. Put your name in there. I've called you by name. You are mine. Now let me tell you, that's a lot. I mean, you weren't just born into this world. Before you were conceived, God knew who you were and who you were, you were going to be and what he was going to do in your life. God, God knew, he, he knew, he knew you were mine. He doesn't isolate us from this world and the, the hard things that come our way in life. For he says it right here, it says, when you go through deep waters. <laughs> I mean, when you have a stroke, <laughs> when, when you have a problem, whatever it might be, whatever it might be, when you go through deep waters, <laughs> I, we're talking about God, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, <laughs> you will not drown. When you go through rivers of difficulty, I mean when things are so bad that you can't see how God can even answer your prayer, can I tell you, you're not going to drown. God is God. Can you remember the fact that he spoke things into existence? Can you understand he breathed life into man? Can you understand that he sent his own son to die on the cross for your sin and my sin? So our sins do not separate us from God. We just need to let loose and let God. Whew. And that's where we struggle sometimes. That thing about being patient uh, in Psalms there, being patient. I, I struggle with it. That's one of the areas where the devil battles me. I get it figured out, and then when God doesn't work the way I want him to, I struggle. Can I tell you, but one thing I do do in the process of my struggling, I pray through. I mean, I just pray until I get a touch. And when God comes and touches, something happens to my faith. My faith becomes bigger than my circumstances. Can you imagine that? I, I mean to tell you, can I, can I just tell you today that that's the kind of a God that we serve? And can I tell you, if you talk to some people that have lived a while, you not only find that they've gone through a lot of things, but they've had a lot of answers to their prayers during the darkest times of their life. There's a scripture that I hope I get to because I get to preach in here and uh, the clock doesn't stop, it just keeps a ticking, but, but there's a scripture that I have in my notes that I was going to read and I still may be able to do that. But it talks about God being in the dark cloud. Can I tell you, whatever you're going through, God, 
He's able to bring some good out of that. Whatever you're going through, whatever it is, say, but you don't understand. No, I don't. I'd probably sympathize with you. But God says in, in the mix of it all, in the dark cloud, I'm going to break through. And you know what happens when God breaks through a dark cloud into our life? We wind up being a testimony to who God is and what he can do. We wind up being a testimony to, to God's faithfulness, and we wind up being a testimony to the promises that they are true, they are true, they are true. But when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. Hmm. The flames will not consume you. For I, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Dan, your Savior, I said Israel, but I'm putting Dan's name, put your own name there, your Savior. I, I, I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you, and I traded their lives for yours. I, I mean, this is saying you're pretty special in the eyes of God. This is saying that these promises are not just thrown out there, but, but that you can claim them as your own, and, and that God, as He has been faithful to others, He will be faithful to you. He will not exclude you. You say, but you don't understand me, Pastor. I don't have to understand you. God understands you. You know, it's not about me understanding you. It's God understanding you and God loving you. And nothing separates us. I mean, God, He's just there. He's just there. The Israelite people, the, the, the Jews, they, they were kind of a rebellious people. They, they, they suffered a lot of things because of some of their rebellion. But it didn't stop God from pursuing. It didn't even stop him from delivering them. I, I, I wish I, I, I'm trying. I, I wish I could have as much love for others as God has. I, I'm still mortal and there are times I don't understand things and I have my own personal struggles. But can I tell you, the, the, the thing is, as I read God's Word, God tries to motivate my love for others. And that's part of us gathering together as a church that we might love one another. That's why we don't worship alone. You can stay home and watch something on TV, and there's plenty of things to watch on TV, even religious programs. But there's just something about being with God's people. We need each other. We need each other's prayers. I know when I went through my heart attack, Dan and Roxanne and a lot of other people, my family, a lot of other people, my wife, a lot of other people were there. 
Can, can I tell you, God planned it that way. God planned that, that there would be a place called the ch- a church where people could gather together, that they would not only worship together, but that they would bear each other's burdens, that they would care one for another. Well, one of the things that was a part of my healing was the love, the love that I sensed from God's people. And I drew from it. And Dan, you have drawn from it, I know. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for you because you're precious to me. You are honored. And I love you. Wow. Can you understand what that's saying? You're honored. And I love you. That's God. And then it says, do not be afraid. For I, I, talking about God, I am with you. I'd like to have Dan, if he would, to come up here. I want to anoint him. This is such an honor, an honor for me. He's more than, he's more than my DS. He's my friend. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you go through things together, you know, when you go through things together, you're drawn together, aren't you, Dan? When you go through things together, you're drawn together. Yes, I like to have some men, and then if some ladies want to come up, but I want the men to actually put their hands on Dan. He's prayed for a lot of people. He's anointed a lot of people. And now his church, the people that love him, are going to stand in the gap for Dan because we love him, because we respect him, because he is in this position, because God put him in this position of being our leader, our district superintendent. It wasn't by chance it was really preordained of God. Before he was ever conceived, God knew. No, no secrets, no mysteries. With God, God is God. He knows. And this is my privilege now. I anoint you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And our Father, as we pray, as we pray for Dan right now, all we really know to do is just to commit him to you. We know, Lord, you've already done a miracle twice that we know of, plus other times we're sure. But physically, twice that we know of, the miracle has taken place, that he's even here today. And God, you have a plan. You have a plan. And Father, I pray that you'll be with him in a very special way. I pray when the enemy comes, Lord, that our prayers that we're praying here today will just hold them at bay. We know the enemy, he battles us. I mean, we're human, we're frail, we're weak, but you're strong. And Father, here today, we claim victory. We, we pray, Father, the healing that you have started in him, Lord, you'll complete it. And we just thank you for that because we know you and we know you are true. Amen.
and amen. Lord, just Bless you. Amen. 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 In the name of Jesus, God, I pray, Father, yes. that you would just heal these. Yes. Everything in his yes. body, Father. Yes. Amen. Just release your power, Lord, yes. now. Yes. In Jesus' name. Yeah, wow. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Mm. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to remind you again here this morning that this service, it's a special service, and I believe it was preordained that I direct it this way. I really have struggled trying to find out what God's direction would be for this service. But I, I want you to understand this morning that this service is for you too. Whatever, whatever, whatever you need, whatever your struggle is, I just want you to understand that this morning. I want to look. I want to look this morning at that psalm that was read to us. I believe it. I believe it. It has a way of speaking into our life. It's that fortieth psalm, and. Um, there, there's four benefits that I want to talk to you about in waiting for God. That, that, that scripture, it says, I waited patiently. And I told you earlier, that's where I struggle sometimes, my patience. And can I be honest with you, there are times that Karen will say to me, settle down. <laughs> You know, I want to get anxious. You say, settle down, settle down. You've probably never been there. You can't relate to that. <clears throat> but, I, but, but I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. Can, can I tell you, in our home, there's been a lot of crying going on at times. I remember one battle we were we were going through and and Karen she just threw herself on the bed and she just said I'm just not going to let the devil win this one. You know those times don't make us weak they make us strong because God heard and he answered. Can I tell you, I can not tell you this morning any time God has ever failed me. I failed him. I have failed him. But, but I, I cannot tell you any time in my life where I have ever found that God had, had failed me. I have failed him, but he has always been faithful. And there are times when the enemy will come and say, because of your past failures... God will not now answer your prayer. Can I tell you what about the devil? He's a liar. We're all sinners. If that was, if that, if that was the case this morning, none of us would be a candidate for answered prayer. And, and I, I know that we struggle, and God understands our struggle. He understands that, and, and, and Satan will condemn the fact that we struggle and tell us this and that and the other, but Satan will never give us a solution. He will always just push us down. 
And God, being God, will always just lift us up. (laughs) Satan will try to push you down, and God will lift you up. And he turned to me and heard my cry. That second verse, it's such an important verse. It says here, he lifted me out of the pit. I mean a pit. You know what a pit is. That's something you're in and you can't get yourself out of. It's, it's, not, it's not just a little hole. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a hole that's deep enough you can't get yourself out of it. And it says, he lifted me out of the pit of despair. Out of the mud and the mire. I picked some people up today. We had all this rain and there were some, at least one, they stood. They they stepped in the mud. <laughs> so, but but out of the mud and the and the mire, and then and then it goes on here. It says here that he set my feet on solid ground. He did not say there wouldn't be a shaking. But he said, I I I got my feet set on ground that would hold me up. That's pretty important, isn't it? Because you are going to go through some things. And here it is so clear, he set my feet on solid. I mean, it's solid. Whatever shakes around me, when it's all over, I'll still be standing. And when I talk to you here this morning, when the shaking is done, whatever you're going through in your life, when the shaking is done, you still will be standing. Thank God. That's true. That's just true. You'll still be standing because your feet is on solid ground. Can I tell you something? It pays to build your life on something that'll hold you up when the shaking goes on. We have a tendency to build our life on the shifting sands that will not hold you up. But I just want to tell you there's something about making a decision that you're going to build your life on solid, solid ground. Can I tell you that God's word, it'll never lead you astray. You follow, you follow God's word. You follow God's teaching. It will never, ever, ever, ever lead you astray. It'll hold you up. If you build on sand, that's a different story. But he set my feet on solid ground. And then I like this. and steadied me as I walked along. He steadied me. Sometimes I'm a-walking, but I'm not very steady. (laughs) I mean, I'm a-wobbling a little bit. But here it says, "And and, 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 and he steadied me as I walked along. And then I like this. He gave me a new song to sing. 
<laughs> he gave me a new song to sing. Can I tell you, even if you can't sing, and, you know, I sing, but you don't want to hear me. <laughs> you know, I can't do like Brian. But I, I can sing. And there's a song in my heart. There are times when God will give me a few verses of a song and they will just speak into my life. They'll just speak into my life. They'll speak into my life. It will just give me, it'll, it'll give me something that, 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 that stabilizes me during the moment that I'm going through. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Wow. We will not understand, we will not understand all the workings of God. I've gone through things I still don't understand. But I know that God has taught me some things as I have gone through some difficult times in my life. As a young boy, when I lost my mom when I was in the eighth grade, there's lessons that God teaches us during those kind of experiences. Well, one of the things I learned was I, I, I couldn't trust my emotions. I, I, I could trust God's word, I could trust his promises, but I couldn't trust my emotions. My emotions would go all over the place. I couldn't trust them. I went through a period in my life when I would kneel down and pray, and I mean, it was just like God opened the heavens, and emotionally I was stirred, and I was excited, and all of those things, and, and I needed that for that time. And then one morning I woke up, and my emotions had dried up. And I struggled. I'll never forget coming home from school, and I, I thought maybe I'd lost God out of my life. I mean, I, I thought maybe God had departed from me because my emotions, they, they just weren't feeling, they, they weren't connecting with me at all. And I was just so frustrated, and I thought, I've surely lost God some way. Can I tell you this morning, don't base your salvation on your emotions. Your emotions are going to be all over the place. You're human. You're frail. You can trust God's word. And you can trust God speaking into your life. But you can't trust your emotions. As a matter of fact, I was coming home from school and God began to speak to me and, and because I was, I, was, I was just kind of talking to God. It was almost if somebody would have heard me, they would have thought I was talking to myself, but I was talking to God. And I was saying, Lord... Have you left me? Have I done something that doesn't please you? And have you just got up and left me? And, you know, God does this sometimes. Maybe he hasn't to you yet, but he, he did to me. He, maybe he just does it to preachers because they like to talk, I guess. But, 
but he finally just told me to shut up <laughs> and listen. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, it was kind of like he said, you know, just let me talk. Now you, you, you've expressed yourself. You've gone through all of that. And then God began to speak into my life. Can I tell you this morning, whatever you're going through and wherever you're at in your life, God is still able to speak into your life. If he knows you by name, he knows what to say to you. If he knows you by name, he knows what to say to you. And God spoke into my life and he said, search your heart. Have you done anything to break contact with me? I didn't give a quick answer. I began to search my heart. I began to analyze my life and I couldn't think of anything and I know the Holy Spirit is faithful. I mean, I've been there when I didn't want the Spirit of God to speak into my life because it brought conviction. But I mean to tell you, I, I was searching my heart and searching my life and I finally just said, God, I, 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 can't, I, I, can't, I can't think of anything that I've done to break contact with you. And then it was like God spoke a truth to me. He said, then take it by faith. In other words, take all of these promises, take all of God's word by faith. Believe me. And I'll tell you what happened, because he knows I'm human. I said, Lord, if I, if I never feel anything again, if I never feel anything again, I will believe you are with me. And in that moment, I mean, people had to, if they seen me at all, they had to think I was crazy. But in that moment, God opened the windows of heaven and he poured something into my heart and into my life and I mean to tell you, I felt some emotion, but I realized that my salvation and my relationship with him had nothing to do with my emotion. See, you are going to go through at times some awful, dry places in your life. You're going to go through some awful, dry places in your life. Can I tell you, it pays you to invest your time in reading and knowing the Word of God because you're going to need it. There's going to be some time you're going to go through something. And God is going to need to bring some truth into your life from his word. He's going to need to bring a promise. Can I tell you this morning, it pays to invest in reading and knowing the word of God. If God went through all that he went through to provide this book for us, he did it because he loved us. And he knew. 
he knew that we needed it. I'm going to kind of bring this to a close here in a moment. I mentioned earlier that God is God and he knows everything even before you're conceived. He, he knows. There was a man in the Bible. His, his name was Cyrus. And he was a Gentile. And I don't know how God could ever, I mean, that was kind of the opinion of the Jews back there, how God could ever use a Gentile. But, but, but Cyrus, in that, in that 45th, 45th chapter of Isaiah, when we find in, 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 in that 45th chapter, Cyrus, about 140 years after this is written, Cyrus is sitting down to read the scripture. Can you imagine that? And, and, he, and as he is sitting there, it, it, number one, it says, in that first verse, it says, this is what the Lord says to Cyrus. Now, you got to remember, written about 140 years earlier, and, and we find that 23 times Cyrus's name is mentioned in Scripture. And Cyrus is, is reading, and, and God, he has a way of putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Can, can I tell you, God knows the beginning from the end. Can I tell you, as far as your life is concerned, God has the power to put the pieces together that need to be put together in your life. And we find that Cyrus is sitting there, and this is what he's reading. He says, number one, this is what the Lord says. And can I tell you, if you will understand this morning, that God is speaking. He's speaking things into your life. This is what the Lord says to you. And so we, we, we find it. And it says... This is what the Lord says to Cyrus. Now listen to this, his anointed one. A Gentile? <laughs> his anointed one, a Gentile? This is what the Lord says. And it says, whose right hand he will empower. Other words, what, what God was saying is to Cyrus, I have a purpose. You are not just here on this earth by chance. I have a purpose for your life. And I am going to use you in a mighty way. And one of the things that he does through Cyrus is he, make, he opens a door that they can go back to Jerusalem and they can build the temple. But, but here it says, here God is speaking to Cyrus and he's saying to him that he is anointed. And can I tell you this morning, I don't know what it is, but God has a purpose for your life. You're not just here by chance. I'll tell you a story. You won't know who he is because I live in a different generation than you live in, but some of you might. But Andre Crouch, eight years old, he was a musician. You've got Google. You take it from there. <laughs> You'll know more than I know by the time we get through here with Google. But, but Andre Crouch, eight years old, 
his dad is struggling because of the fact his dad, he, he, was, he was a businessman and God was calling him to preach in a little country church. And, and this church didn't have any music, didn't have any music, much to speak of at all. And, 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 and his dad understood the importance of music and, and he told God, he, he said, you're going to have to do a miracle here. I mean, I don't even want to do it. I don't even want to do it. But, but if I do it, you're going to have to, to, to do a miracle. And he was in a service something like this. Well, it'd be quite a little different. It was a black church. So it'd be a little different. But something like this. And, and during the service, God was speaking into his dad's life. And, and he was asking Andre, he said, eight years old, remember that, eight years old. He said, Andre, if God would give you the gift of music, would you use it for God? And he said, he looked up and said, yes, Daddy. <laughs> you know, and, and can, I, can I just tell you this morning, God has given you talent and ability and what God is saying to each and every one of us, will you use that gift that God has given you to glorify Him? It's not so much what the gift is, it's will we, will we say, yes, Daddy, Yes, Daddy. God knew you before you were born. I got a little clip that I want up here, if you would. It's about my wife's garden. She wasn't that happy about me putting it up there. We got some wild flowers there, so it, you know, they just do whatever they want to do. But uh, that little that little barn there. Uh, we put, we put seed and corn in that for the birds. Well, we have squirrels. <laughs> and I was outside one day watching, and I watched the squirrel come. I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know how he could do it. But that's a, that's a metal pole. And he would take his little feet, like we have hands, and he would grip that thing and he climbed all the way up and then he got on that little bird feeder with his tail standing up and his head down and he was eating that corn out of there. Now, if, if you'll notice, we got water there so the birds and whoever else wants to drink and we, got, we put the corn out and we're trying to be nice to them. But can I tell you, they don't mind us filling that corn and keeping fresh water there, but they don't, they don't want us to get too close to them. Matter of fact, if I get up and start to get close to them, they're gone. And can I tell you, that's how we are at times with God. I mean to tell you, He provides our needs. He blesses us. He pours blessings into our life. And then the real issue is that somehow I've not, and it probably never will happen. Laura is the only one that is able to get squirrels to eat out of her hand. But, 
but will probably never get to the point to where it will let me get too close to them because they don't know if they can trust me. And that's where we struggle sometimes with God. I mean to tell you, he provides, he provides. And, and when we struggle, we struggle, we struggle. Can we really trust God to do whatever he asks us to do? Well, whatever the challenge is that comes our way in life, can we trust God with that? And sometimes we, we don't want God to get too close and speak too much into our life. I, we had a little Bashan, a little puppy. He's gone now. We, but, but now he was different. He would come and we would feed him, provide water and treats. But he, he liked to jump up on the chair where I was and he'd like to snug. He would, he would take his feet somehow and he would just have a way of pressing into me. He trusts me. He, he knew that I wasn't going to hurt him. No matter what, he, he would just, he may not understand it. But he would trust me. And, and I don't know what your struggle might be this morning with whatever you're going through in your own personal life, but, but I, I, I just want to ask you this morning, can you trust God with it? I want us to stand for a moment, if we would. Lord, we're just your people. We've come this morning and we have felt your presence. But we sure have our struggles at times. And this morning, Father, we just want to bring to you whatever it is in our life that we struggle with. And we just want to say, God, God, here it is. You can come as close as you want to, and we will press into you because we can trust you. We believe that you only have good for us. And we trust you this morning. And we believe in you. And Father, whatever you speak this morning, whatever it is, we just release it. We release it to you. In our Father's name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.